Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find opinion articles, podcasts, including ours truly, and also Mudalidades, if you will. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Uh, where you can get merch, you can sign to get exclusive content and share your Benfiquism. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. É de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas, bringing you episode number 433 here in the Befica podcast. With me, the return of the Oliveras. Cristiano is right here next to me. What's going on, Cristiano? Ah, what's crack-a-lacking? We missed you. I could tell. But Timo did a good job filling in for you. I mean, he's got a real beard. Why, why wouldn't he? <laughs> you got a fake beard? <laughs> Mine, you know, I got a little peach fuzz. Yeah, Timo's been at that for a while now. You guys, and by the way, today is Timo's birthday, so happy birthday to Timo. Happy birthday, Timo. I thought I, I was actually happy looking birthday. forward. Dave, I was looking forward to, to listening to Timo on here tonight because I have no type of enthusiasm to come on here. And now, just, just before we pass it over to you, Dave, you know, we're, we're listening to this intro, and every single week we come here, you know, dejected. And then we listen to that intro, and it gets us all into the mojo. And then as I'm starting to get into the mojo, it says, Benfica, até morrer. And it's like, that's what's going to happen to me one of these days. I mean, it's just going to give me a heart attack the way these guys have been playing. So, yeah, I mean, those words are, you know, very true. But nonetheless, happy to be here. Glad uh, the Freddies have joined us. Uh, yeah. Once again. Diego Reis, Carlos Amar, Bruno Gil Rodrigues. Welcome, and uh, whoever else is on uh, is watching us, uh, but uh, hasn't uh, jumped in on the chat. Uh, welcome, uh, as you know, this is a weekly podcast that uh, Cristiano uh, and I and, and Dave de Oliveira do uh, here on YouTube. And not you could if also they tuned in last week, right, Dave? <laughs> not, not if they tuned in last week, you weren't Oliveira's here. Oliveira's right, you got to welcome Dave, man. <laughs> Oliveira, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, Dave. I just What's happening, Dave? I, I know that you were out yesterday. You, Dave was out of the podcast, but he was on the comment box. He was on the chat. He's, he's I was with the Freddies. He, he took the easy way out. You know, he said, "F these guys." I'm not talking about this depressing shit. You know how a lot of times when things get real bad at a club, the owner goes, you know, you know, gets like some type of wig, some type of different outfit, goes in disguise into the stands. Dave. Things have gotten so bad here on a podcast Benfica land, that Dave wanted to sit amongst the fans and get to feel what it's like to be on the outside looking in at this, you know, clownery uh, that is going on. That is Benfica clownery. World. Right, Dave? Something along those lines. Yeah, right? that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, I couldn't uh, miss out on the weekly therapy uh, session. Uh, just uh, different therapists filling in. We had Timo uh, taking our spots there and uh shout out to timo like you said happy birthday already and i guess we gave him the uh the, the week off for his birthday but uh great to be back on here uh tonight uh amongst uh amongst alfredo and cristiano 
Yeah, it's awesome to have you guys back. Timo was great, uh, as I mentioned, but, uh, you know, the boys are the boys. That's how we do it. Uh, so anyway, on tonight, on tonight's podcast, <laughs> did that sound cheesy or what? That was beautiful. But I would have given you a kiss, but we're live. <laughs> we, on tonight's podcast, we will. Uh, we got a few things. I haven't, I haven't decided yet uh, in which order we're gonna go. Uh, but Murenes uh, recap, Aroka preview, Boavista preview, and Rui Costa interview. Um, Aroka. Let's talk about Aroka. It's in Aveiro, my hometown. Let's talk about Aroka. All the malls, the beautiful river, the Mulisedos over there. I mean, beautiful city. We can talk about the city. How about we just talk about everything? Well, I can let you talk about the city uh, because I don't know much about the, the city. It's beautiful. That's all we need to do. Um, There's the Rio de Aveiro. It's, uh, Dave, like like they say, it's it's Port the Portuguese Venice. The Portuguese Venice. Portuguese Venice. Somebody uh, just... Uh, not, a, not Aruca. Not a, Aroga, but well, Aroga belongs in Aveiro. So. It's, it's an insult. It's an insult saying that Aroca is the same thing as Aveiro. I mean, come on, Dave. Come on. Aroca's got a first division club. Aveiro doesn't. All right. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. So Beta Mar is like fourth division. Shout out Whatever. to Beta Mar. <laughs> yeah. So on this uh, on this upcoming Friday, this is Tuesday, as we record this, Mifika will travel up north to play Aroca in the next uh, in the next game of the Liga B win. Mifika will play on Friday because on Tuesday we will be. Playing everybody uh, the be semifinal. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yes, <laughs> Benfica will play on Friday because uh, we'll play the semifinal of the League Cup on Tuesday, and the uh, final will be in this upcoming weekend. Uh, so let's get into Aroca. Dave, what's Aroca up to this um, this this year? We've already played them once. Uh, yeah, you're me on my uh, my toes here, uh, jumping all over the place. But yeah, we already played them once. Two nothing uh, win this year at the Estadio de Luz. Uh, goals from Walshmit and uh, Yerem Chuck. Um, currently, they're in 17th position with uh, 14 points, three uh, from three wins, five draws, nine losses. So second last at the bottom of the uh, table there. They've uh, conceded the third most goals with 33 uh, goals against and scored the fourth least amount of goals with uh, only 17 uh, scored. Historically, uh, against Taruka, 10 wins, one draw, one loss. The loss coming back in August 2015. Which which, I believe I was at. You were at that I, game? I was with Patrick. Was, was that was the game you went to scope out the, the field? Oh, that wasn't Tondela. No, no, that was Tondela. No, that was Tondela. I was at that game with Patrick Hendrick, and uh, yeah, we lost that game right at the beginning of the season, like you said, in August, and uh, we'll never forget, man. It's just like one of those memories. We go out to game, expect to make these lifetime memories, and unfortunately, there's the negative ones, and you try to forget them as much as, as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, Aroka is actually the second worst defense when playing at home, uh, so um what can we expect from this game? Not not much, right? Because at this point, we never know what Benfica is going to show up. I, I just I just want to say thank you, <laughs> thank you. I want to say thank, thank you, Lord, for giving me the patience <laughs> to put up with this bullshit. No, 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 no. I I really, really want to say thank you because I I was saying it sarcastically, sarcastically, right? Let, let's talk about Aroca just because I didn't want to talk about Benfica and football, and you actually listened to. I mean. Thank you, Alfredo. Nobody listens to me nowadays, but you, you look, I don't know if you did it because you felt the pressure on live, but you did. So I just wanted to thank you. Alfredo. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? 
Number one bullshit guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there from the bottom of my heart. I mean, there's other times you could have used that. Uh, yeah, uh, look for, for, for those. Of- I think the best way we could sum up this uh, this preview of this Saroga game is: look, brothers and sisters, going into this game, it is what it is. We need to win. It is what it is. All right, whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. And the rest of yeah, and uh, um, for those of you, for those of you that are joining us late, and we usually we're going a different order today, so stick with us. We just actually just started this about nine minutes ago. It's been nine minutes. <laughs> nine minutes. We, we're trying to break a, a record good. today for the shortest podcast in the history of podcasts. So everybody, good night. See you tomorrow. Bye. Um, yeah. So another game, uh, and I think that if we didn't have any margin for error. Uh, before this Muradin's game, now we, I think, I mean, I, I was still counting. Well, I, have you given up on the season, Alfredo? I, I mean, you, I, I, you get one of those, you know, Medal of Honor medals, uh, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, the Medal of Honor medals, because you, you try to come on this podcast a few weeks ago. You try to put on a, a good front and how you know. Verissimo was doing a phenomenal job on the B team, and you try to be positive. God knows, uh, uh, I, I suffered enough with this. Then they kind of, kind of told you I gave up, you know, right then and there. I mean, I thought Benfica waved the white flag with his appointment. So, I mean, yeah, especially after that result against that phenomenal team, coached by the fantastic manager Sapinto at the start yeah. to lose last week. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's going to be very very difficult for Benfica to turn this thing around and I mean I, I say what you want things weren't well with JJ but it, it seems like they might be going backwards but there, I, I think that once we th- there was obviously and I'll I'll ask you Dave uh, how you how you feel about the left of, uh, what's left of the season but um the one thing that I that I wanted to say was that after we cut our deficit to sporting last week to four um, there has to be a a, a, a faction of Benfica um, fans, sausage, whatever, uh, that thought, okay, here we here we go again. Are we up again for another miracle like we had with Lodge? Because the circumstances are kind of similar, right? Uh, B team coach takes over the team, goes on on it there. Uh, makes up a seven-point deficit and ends up winning the championship. So, Verissimo being appointed, Sporting losing losing the game, us gaining three points on Sporting. We have to think that maybe there's an inkling, and I, I got to be honest, um, I, I I thought that there was an inkling that we might just pull it off. There's no way. But at this point, um, there's a lot of things that we can take. I mean, one of the things that Chris said, the appointment of Nelson Verissimo until the end of the season is either something that you're just you're just mad, right, or crazy, local cabeza. Uh, I'm glad you and, said and it. You've kind of English and Portuguese. <laughs> that's, that's <fantastic>. <laughs> <laughs> mad, crazy, and local. Okay. Um, that um, that 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 it's crazy because you have a chance here to still salvage the season. Instead, you put the guy that took over the steam when Lage went down. And at the end of the Portuguese Cup, said, 
It is what it is. Look, the similarities are there, and I'm trying to step. But just distant similarities. Similarities are there, right? Guy gets fired. That's where it ends. Replaced by his second team. Exactly. Gets 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 replaced by the second by the B team manager. You know, we're shitload of points behind, and there's a possibility of a you know Revita Volta. But the problem is that we already seen this picture before, and it didn't end this movie, I should say, and it did not end well. So for you to expect it to end well a second time, I think that was very naive. Now, Dave, I'll be quiet for the rest of the pod. I'll let you speak. What? Well, what do you think? What what are your what are your hopes and and dreams for the rest of this season? What is this a New Year's resolution? My hopes and dreams dreams. are not not to get uh, too emotionally attached with this uh, with this team, and I'm not ready to get hurt uh, again. So when you were saying that uh, we already made the uh, three-point deficit against Sporting. Sure, that's that's when they, the club brings you back in. Okay, don't, they're, they're selling you on this hope that they can uh, turn the, uh, the, def- the seven-point deficit and us being suckers, we bought into it. And then the uh, next week, they put on the uh, performance that they did. So uh, I'm not buying into this. Uh, I'm not getting emotionally invested. I'll still watch the games, but uh, I'm telling myself that uh, third place is uh, cemented where we're going to finish here. I really don't think Sporting and Porto are going to slip up too often. And guess what? If they do, we're going to slip up more than uh, they do, just the law of yeah. averages. So um, yeah. I'm not uh, ready to get hurt uh, again by this team, uh, at least uh, this season. I'll... Uh, I'll be the pessimist and uh, say we're gonna finish third right here on uh, what is it January eighteenth. I'll uh, yeah. I'll go out on a limb and say we're finishing third this season. Listen, since I since I don't have <laughs> much positive or, or many positive, what happened to positive Cristiano? Positivity in my voice. I, I'll pose a question here real quick for both of you guys and the Freddies at home. Listen, feel free to chat. Appreciate your participation as well, um, Alfredo. It seems like it's doomsday all over again, right? And things are pretty bleak right now at Sportly's World Mefica. Do you, in your mind, is today, is Mefica today in a tougher position than they were after Lodge's departure? Or were they are they in a better place today than, than, than they were when Lodge left? In terms of uh, who's in front, overall. who's in front of the team? I just, just, I, I just the situation um, at Benfica. Look, forget about the first team because look, at the end of the day, still this, it, it actually is right. It's the same coach that replaced Lodge. Then, it, so I'm just talking about in terms of the where the club is, where the club is headed. I think it's Benfica is in the worst in the worst position uh, today than when Lodge left. And this is not about Lodge. I'm just, it just it's happened. not, but that, I that just, was that was when Benfica really start, you know, tripped and didn't get back up. Yeah, the the thing is that when you consider everything extra football, where you when you consider everything the division in terms of uh, the people that support Rui Carson, the people that that don't, I think it's it's the worst that the club has ever been in terms of uh, the divisiveness of of it all. Um, I think the season is done. I think that Benfica are, are worst off right now. And not even the fact that um, JJ is gone. The players have not, have not responded to that, <laughs> which is sad because 
a lot of times, you know, the the intent of of firing a coach is to kind of kick the team's ass. But you say the word machikutada psikologica. You say that, but how could there be a a a psikologica when the players got exactly what they wanted at the end of the <laughs> yeah, day? Yeah, you're right. Uma uma shikutada psikologica is when the opposite happens of what you're expecting. No, like yapa no aqui ovla. That's No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yes. Think about this, right? What do you what do you do to a horse when you want it to go faster? I never rode a horse, bro. Humor me. Little but right? So what that is is No, I get that, but but that that but Alfredo. I, I understand what you're saying. Not what happened here? Because JJ is trying to give a shikutada by suspending a key player on the team. No, the shikutada only. That's my way or the other. That's my shikutada. No, a shikutada, shikutada psychologically only refers when there's a coaching exchange. I never heard it or mentioned know. that in that manner. They got exactly what they wanted, so I don't think I don't I don't consider that a shikutada. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I I understand. I understand, and it's it's look if they were unhappy with the coach, certainly. You know, firing the coach was something that they wanted. So, all right, we got what we wanted. Let's let's move on. Let's do our job now that we got this out of the way. That we we made this guy's bed and he's finally sleeping in it. Let's let's now let's get into what we really what we really want. Because if you think about it, when Rui Vitoria went and Lars took over, that Chicotada Psicologica worked. Right, because we saw a different team. We saw a team that spent the second half of the season just absolutely obliterating everyone. So, in that aspect, it worked. Okay. Yes or no? I mean, it worked. I mean, obviously, it worked. There's no yes or no. It worked for a fact. But I don't know. I, I think Bifiko went from a player manager to another player manager. Shikutala in my mind, just worked differently. But, you know, uh, obviously my Portuguese is not as sharp as yours, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't don't bother coming to me for Portuguese. But look, I'll answer. I, 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 I pose that question. And Dave, I still want to hear your, your thoughts. But I, I pose that question, and, and I'll give my quick answer to that. I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more upset and, and more depressed and more hurt and, and today than I was a few years ago, because a few years ago, I always had the hope that there would, you know, possibly if things really got bad, there would be a change at the top. And therefore, there's always that glimmer of hope that there's change on the horizon. As we stand, there ain't no change coming up. So it makes me worry that this is the path that Benfica is headed and nobody's going to be able to straighten this thing out. Um, you go saying that our, our sound is cutting off a little bit. What what's what do we sound like, guys? Let us know, bro. Clean your ears. It's <laughs> <laughs> the internet, man. Dal forza, the internet, caral. No, it's. I think it's I think right? that's uh, we're we're in a worse uh, position today than we were. What was it? Two years ago, or however however many years since uh, since Lodge left? Just because each year we don't win the title, that's. Com compounded uh, against the year and it and it adds to the frustration and to the uh division amongst the club right so we're i think it's just already going on three seasons that we're not going to be uh crown champions at the end so each year benfica aren't uh champions uh this pressure builds and this this anger 
towards the club's uh, uh, directors builds as well, right? So uh, I'd say we're in a worse spot now because of that compounded each year not winning and and not um, not winning and also that investment that was spent as well. When when Laj had left, we weren't we weren't in the market of buying spending a hundred million on on players, right? That came that summer after that Laj was uh, was fired. So we have that investment and we still have nothing to show for it. So I think the club is definitely in a far worse uh, yeah, but, position but that, than it was uh, a year and a half. When Lars when Lars took over, right? And he started like he changed the philosophy of the club at that moment, right? Which was we're just gonna get out, we're gonna shove all the veterans out, we're just gonna play the young kids. It was a total different mentality at the time. Could you could that be perceived at the time as Benfica was waving the white flag and they said, look, we're we're you know seven points or whatever it is behind first place. If we overturn this, great. But if we don't, we're just gonna worry about developing our kids. And uh we live to fight another day. And next season we start from scratch. These guys will have more experience. And then the guy had a tremendous um result. The kids all showed up to play. And Benfica just kept winning games and winning games and some some more games. Juan Felix turned into, you know, Juan Maradona. And it was just like a phenomenal end of the season. So the question is, was that then Benfica waving the white flag and got lucky that everything worked out? And now they kind of, you know, wishing, you know, lightning struck twice. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of wishful thinking that uh, we could replicate what uh, what Laj did with Verissim. Uh, but uh, it, it doesn't look to be the case because when we start, at a, at, a, at a at a ground zero with Verissim and think to ourselves, we have no more error margin. We have to go. Uh, and now a second game in, and he's losing against, what, the 14th place team? Uh, and forget, forget what place he He lost to Sapinto, bro. That's, he lost to Sapinto. That's, that's a that's fire little offense. That's it. That's <laughs> that says it all. That's it. There's got <laughs> you lost the Sapinto. That's it. <laughs> no, they tied. They didn't even lose. Let's, yeah, that's that goes, to me is a loss. So yeah, they, whatever. But yeah, is the loss. Sapinto got the better of us. That's it. Yeah, that that's all you you need to know. But important game in in Aroca. Look, I I think that for the rest of the season, I'm throw, I'm throwing in the towel. What's today? Uh, January it's, the 18th. It, yeah, it just. The, the first round just just um, just finished. I can't remember last time that uh, at the turn that Befica was done. No Portuguese Cup. Uh, you got what ten points on Porto? Now? We got Tasa de Cerveja, man, coming up the final four, bro. <laughs> That's been our. We're gonna play the Kentucky Wildcats, North Carolina Tar Heels, and the Duke Blue Devils. We're in the final four. That's all that matters. Uh, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we lose to Boa Vista on Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday is the final four already. Tuesday is the yeah. first, the semifinal. Yes, yeah, and then four. the weekend. Final four, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, look, do you I, want do you want to beat Bovista <laughs> and then run the risk of losing to Sporting in the final, or just lose to Bovista and get out of the I, get, I, look? I put I, you out I, of my misery. I want. Uh, I want. <laughs> saying, dude, I don't, it's crazy, yo. Our podcast is is taking a whole another direction here. <laughs> no, uh, uh, to me, it's just like uh, you know. And we were talking about this, right? It's be and as you guys all know, it's become harder and harder to watch Benfica, let alone 
come and, and talk about it, right? Because it just it just brings up things, uh, feelings that you felt at that moment, even though that after we do the podcast, we feel better because we got a lot of things off our chest. Regardless, I don't know if I can handle another uh, season of suffering like the one, you know, the, they the say, three who we've had. You know what they say in one of my. What do they say in one of my thirteen hometowns? In thir- yeah, what do they say? That's gonna be Verissimo's next uh, next tag. What's next? We got uh, Benfica Moreirense, we got Rui Costa interview, or we got Bovista uh, preview, the League Cup. Let me Dave. get some popcorn. Hold on, before you guys start. Let me get the popcorn. Dave, you, you get to pick. <laughs> Dave, wait, Dave, hold on. Here's what you got. Do you think? Wait, before before we move on, uh, Aroca. Do you think they're going to go to that new bridge that uh, opened up in Aroca, the world's tallest suspension? They should and just they leave should. the club there. Don't even bother coming to the game. Just leave the the club on, Yo, uh, on the bridge good. as that's a team body. Whoever doesn't get across gets cut from the team right then and there. You see all the wusses. <laughs> you, you all the week get cut out. But wait, Dave. Before we get to choose our next topic. <laughs> That's what, it's just, I'd rather listen to this, man. This is more It's just um <laughs> it's therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, uh, you know, I think that uh you know, I don't know what everybody's expectations are, but for me, uh, and and we're we're kind of fortunate that Braga's been stuttering also because uh, otherwise we got Braga no, no, knocking no. on our door. Wait, 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 you you're being too kind. I'm being too kind. You're saying Braga. You, you say we're lucky. Lekers. We're lucky Braga has been started. No, what you say is we're lucky Braga opened their legs to us and we spanked them 6-0 or whatever it was. Or else things would be a lot tighter. Yeah, That's but they've been opening up their uh, their legs for other was, clubs other than us uh, lately. Braga hasn't been doing too well. So, Dave, what's the, what's the next topic? Uh, you got Murenes, Rui Costa interview, or Bovista preview? <laughs> All I know is that all the Lagartos and, and, and the Tripeiros were crying about the 7-0 victory against the uh, Vilnius B-side against all uh, oh, the golden differential. We're not even we're not even anywhere near, near them. I mean, so much shit about the gold differential and winning a title. Now nobody's crying about it. So what's it going to be? Uh, let's let's rip off that band-aid of that uh, Moriense game and just uh, let's get it done and over with here. All right, let's do it. All right, so Benfica played uh, Mouradens in the first game of um, the second round of the Liga B win at Stade Luz. Benfica hosted Mouradens. I'll give you the the lineup and we'll uh, we'll get going. Um, Vlaco Dimos was in goal. Gilberto Atamendi, Morato, and Grimaldo. Uh, Weigel, Paulo Bernard, and João Mario in the midfield. Rafa, Darwin, and Seferovic. Three changes from the last game. Falaco Dimos came back after being out for COVID. Uh, Paulo Bernardo made his uh, debut in a starting team. And Darwin, uh, which had been injured with that cut in his, uh, in his foot, also came, huh. came back. Yeah, that, that, that was a, you, a yeah, puncture. A puncture. It <laughs> was a puncture, bro. <laughs> if uh, if yeah, that was your tire, you would have had to call AAA. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you think those cleats are going to wind up in a museum when he gets sold for 35 mil and they make him a superstar? There's blood on him, of course. No. They're memorable. Um, he died a hero. So, Paul Bernardo uh, made his debut like everybody was clamoring for. His debut. 
Uh, yeah, his, his, his starting his starting, his starting debut. Okay. Uh, everybody was clamoring for that, and and I got to be honest, I don't think the uh, the experiment went that well for Verissim. Uh, first of all, he had him deployed on the wing, interior right, uh, in the middle. It, the the kid was all over the place, and uh, I I think that he didn't he didn't the fact that Benfica played poorly didn't didn't help him much. Uh, so for all those guys clamoring for Paul Bernardo to start, uh, maybe uh, Verissim needs to go back to the drawing board and and uh, work on that a I, little more. I got a better advice. No, Alfredo, it's bad luck. It's bad peak. luck. It, when maybe. the uh, when our when our uh, our youth product have bad games, it's bad luck. It's not. It's nothing to do with them. It's bad luck. But if we get these international players making those same mistakes, then we, we're chasing them out the out the door though but he's still young man he's still young it's his first starting 11 but we also can't put those high expectations like we've been seeing on twitter that him and gonzalo ramos are going to be the saviors of this uh this club this club's in shambles right now not no two young uh individuals like them are going to change this uh this club around at least this this season there's still so much cancer and dead wood in this uh this locker room that unfortunately um, these young guys aren't going to change it until those uh, those cancer cells are removed. That was my advice. Grab him and Gonzalo, make them starters on the B team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, Dave, you bring That's up a, a great experience. point. It's not the two the two inexperienced kids that are going to uh, carry this team. I mean, you would have to be a v- extremely special player, uh, and those things don't happen all the time. Maybe we had Renato. Who was an immediate uh, impact uh, to this team and it was and carried that midfield, and we had João Felix, which you could say a lot of uh, larger success fell on the fact that João Felix is the player that he is. Uh, but you can't hope that you're going to have these these extraordinary gifted players uh, that are going to help you every time. It's not. It's just not going to happen. Bro, the difference is this, Alfredo. When you got those types of players, you mentioned Renato Sanchez. You you mentioned a Felix. Even Felix. Renato Sanchez came up and he started right away. Felix didn't start for half of the season for one reason or another. Rui Vitoria didn't see. He was getting. If Rui Vitoria hadn't left, he's going to go Maritim. out to, to Maritim, right? You have the likes of Ruben Diaz who came up wasn't even an immediate an immediate starter on Benfica. Problem is that those two guys are phenomenal players and they can start and they were an addition to the club. These guys that we're talking about, no one's saying that they're not going to be first players someday but the people that are clamoring for these guys to yep. be in the starting lineup today those are the people that make me laugh and then they're the same people that come out and criticize whoever the coach is at the time because Benfica's not getting the results well you can't expect to get the best results when you're playing with players that aren't ready to play at this level and I said it to you when you try to give me the phenomenal or played out of position beautiful stats of Verissimo on the B team right I say the same thing with the players B team is exactly that. It's the B team. It's the Segunda Liga. There's a reason why there's levels, right? Fourth division, third division, second and first. There's left just like in football, just like in big boy soccer, just like in athletes and evaluating players. There's levels. These guys are phenomenal at a certain level. They're not ready for the next level. No one's complaining. I would never tell you not to give these kids some minutes, not to give them some experience on the on the main squad, but to come on here week in, week out, and come out with posts and dumb tweets and whatever the hell it is that these guys should be starting today because they're the one. Bro, you guys are the first ones to go into the freaking stadium and wave your white handkerchiefs when things don't go your way. So if you're going to expect Benfica, if you're going to request and demand that Benfica play these young kids, 
you got to give the club time. Time. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna mm. develop these kids, let them play for one, two years. Hey, f- second place is a plus, but third place is what we should expect. Don't expect Benfica to be fighting for titles, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Don't complain. But I'll also ask you this, Cristiano. And, and now that the, the season seems to be over, and what you were mentioning before, uh, let young players come in and de- use this half a season to develop. Uh, is is that where no, you where season, you stand no. in terms of Ramos and uh, Bernardo? No, but Alfredo, you you forget one thing. You forget one thing. The season is over in terms of fighting for first team. Um, if I, I'm sorry, fighting for the championship. Yeah, that part of the season is over. But don't forget a club like Benfica, any club in Portugal, right? Benfica, Porto, and Sporting. Braga is the team on the outside that comes in and, and, and muddles the playing field once in a while. But these teams need Champions League football. Benfica doesn't have the luxury of just, hey, you know, we're going to bring up the kids and we're going to play the kids because our season is over. And then they finish in fourth and they don't even get to play in that qualifier next season for the Champions League because those 40 million plus or a must for these clubs to be able to to get their you know finances in order and put their seasons together for the following year. So it's not over in terms of a Champions League spot. They still have the responsibility of at the very least staying ahead of Braga. And now, would you risk that by wanting to play kids and developing them? And then all of a sudden, hey, they're not as ready as we thought. We tied a bunch of games. Now Braga's on our ass. Now a little slip up here and there. And here we go. Ciao, ciao, Champions League. You can't run that risk. Okay, I mean, I'm asking. Uh, that's my opinion. no. I, I understand, but I'm, I'm, I was good. Just going back to your conversation before, when when Lodge took over and the season seemed done, right? And he bet on the, all these young kids, and it turned out good. So I was asking you if we follow the same route, or we follow the same approach that we had back with Lodge in we terms had, of introducing kids that have the potential to be on on the A team. But when we say he played kids, Lodge played what? He threw Ferro in there, right? Florentino. Florentino and João Felix. He still had a team with Luizão. He still had a team with Jonas. He still had a team with with a lot of players that we don't have on this team. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Jonas on uh, with, with one leg only over any of the followers that we have right now. I mean, do we? I don't even know what to say. Anyway, that. look, this, um, team, this team, we've said it over and I mean, I know I've said it over and over. There is no creativity no. in this team. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. You talk about that all the time, right? All the time. Uh, would you say that Walt Schmidt was a creative player that could take uh, players one-on-one? No. Would you say that Pedrinho is a creative player that could take players one-on-one? He, he is, but we're talking about in terms of what he did at Benfica. He... You know, he did it a couple of games. Now, blame it on the coach. But the guy that well, if you're looking at his profile, right? right, and you did a scouting report on both on both on both players, would you say they're players that could that have one on one skills? I expected a lot more out of Walshman. I did. I expected a lot more. He was. I, I thought Walshman was more of a second forward. You know, closer to a ten, but he was more of just a forward. He was a guy that you can shoot opinion, from the outside. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. But he didn't have that that playmaking. But I thought he was a guy that, like a Jonas, that could play in between the lines, that could one two off a guy, play off a guy. And I, I just I expected more out of Walshmit, to be honest with you. So, um, you want to tell me is he better than than Sferovic? Than than than? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm saying that you're always saying that we lack players that have creativity. 
And if you look at the players that were on this roster, those were two guys that have creativity. Uh, a little bit. But Pedrinho didn't really play. Walsh Schmidt's got more creativity than Esferovic. If that's what you're asking, then the guys that were playing now, yes. But I don't think it's... I'm not even talking about a forward. I'm talking about maybe from either a, a second forward or a midfielder that could take players on. Because right it. now, who do we have? We haven't had We have it. one player that could do that. We haven't had it since uh, Jonas left. We haven't had it. Yeah. Rafa, Rafa does it on the counter. Same thing with uh, with Darwin. When these guys get on their horse, they're beating. They're, you know, at least in the Portuguese league, they're they're beating a lot of their opponents. But we don't have a guy that actually has the ball at his feet. He's able to take a guy on one on one, pick up his head, pick out a pass. There's only one guy, and everybody hates him. And he's on the trees. It's apparently he's uh on the block to be sold. That's it. It's the only guy on the roster. <laughs> but if he wins five million for that up, well, this. Pois, I agree. Tá pouco. Do you think now that there's been a, a change at the top and uh, Rui Costa is now the president and say what you want about the Vieta and his shady business, but do you think the club is struggling now to sell some of these Deadwood players because we've kind of lost those uh, connections with Vitoria's or no. Vitoria Vieta's connections. They, you got a couple things. You got a couple things going. Number one, the market is hard for everyone because of COVID because clubs haven't made the revenue that they were expected. That's number one. Number two, you really haven't increased the value of these players in the past year. How do you expect to sell, How do you someone sell somebody that that's sitting on the sidelines? You don't play him all the time. Like, bro, he sucks for you, but yeah, you want to unload him on me for five million. No thanks. Well, but I mean, that's not even I mean, when you look at these players, what players have really increased value? Darwin. I could say Verissim. Gilberto. Right? <laughs> he has Gilberto, 100%. Um, Darwin is is Darwin has semi increased his value. Not semi, he has. He has increased not, his not value. Semi. Thing. The, Dar, look, the Darwin. The problem with Dar is a lot of J Jacqueline Hyde, right? He's way too inconsistent. But when he's on, he's been terrific, and he's won his games in the Champions League, and he's done well. So I think his his value right now is very high. I just think you know the clubs on the outside are going to look at a guy that's an absolute horse, and the rest of the team is just on a you know on a shit uh, streak, and uh, they're just gonna. Blame everyone else, and they're still going to think highly of Darwin. But I mean, Darwin raised his value. Vrisim. Uh, Vrisim was raised his value. Gilberto's raised his value. I'm not Murat, Muratu. You could say Muratu also. But he hasn't got But he's still we're super, about, super duper. Young. Yeah, we're talking about guys that have played actual meaningful minutes. Um, and and guys that European Rafa clubs. Rafa, he keeps his. If he hasn't left Benfica now or by now, he's not going to leave Benfica. To a bigger club, I mean. I mean, the other guy that, that raises value, Andre Almeida, he moved. He proved that he could play center back. <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy, Bolly <laughs> Valent. We always Mr. call him Bolly <laughs> Um. Anyway, uh, so this Muradins game. Uh, somebody, Sa somebody said Weigel. Uh, one of the Freddy Diogo Reis said Weigel. Yeah. Do you think his value? No, I think Weigel's think we Weigel's... Can make, a, make a profit off him, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, he can I make a profit because he's a yeah. German international. But I don't. I mean, he had a real good start to the season. Lately, he's been there. I'm, I'm not a saying lot of games. There's, there's a difference between. I'm not saying he's been bad, right? He's been steady, but I don't think he's raised his value. Do you get what I'm saying? Like raise your value, you gotta be, you playing. Yo, you're playing well. I don't think. I don't think he stood out. 
But I think yeah. we still get more than what we paid for. Yeah, I think we uh, increasing your we value. Paid, we paid twenty. We get twenty. We'll be happy. Yeah, I think that uh, if you get more than twenty, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Um, about the Mudernis game, Sapinto came to the luge with a defined um, tactic, and that was just park the bus and and try to frustrate Benfica, cut out the lanes on the interior, and really force Benfica to play from the outside. I think. That is probably at the end of the game. Benfica had forty crosses. That was probably the most crosses that I've ever seen Benfica uh, have in in one game. Forty crosses, uh, and I think that out of those forty crosses, maybe two or three found the head of a Benfica player. All others ended up at Steven Vitoria's uh, head. Hey, I got and whatever you, that other dude you, was. Uh, I congratulate you, uh, Alfredo, for blocking out all those uh, games under Rui Vitoria because those games were only crosses uh, when Bombo. Vitoria was... Uh, yeah. So um, I'm sure there was yeah. a 40-cross game in there under uh, Vitoria. But yeah, this game was uh, definitely hard on the eyes. No, you know, all, all this time, and, and it just... I'm Like many of you, I'm watching the Benfica game and I'm, I'm completely numb, right? I can't... I can't... I can't I can't generate any type of emotion in terms of, as I'm watching this game. I really can't. I'm capable of of having emotions when I'm watching Benfica. That's how numb I am. Um and it, it's amazing that 85% or 90% of the teams that we play in the Liga B win play in the same manner. Drop their lines, albeit perhaps not in, with the parked bus. And if there's a a plan A and a plan B for the team, you have to work tactically against a team that's going to sit in front of their box because most of the teams that Mifika will play will play in this manner. And the fact that we don't have any solutions to to combat teams that play like this is just, I don't know. But Alfredo, Dave, didn't I give... Didn't I give this solution to beating Mifika, like the tactics a few months ago, which was just sit back. Give them the ball. They'll trip on themselves. When you give Benfica space, when you attack Benfica, when you try to possess the ball, and Benfica is able to rip it from you and come on a counter, that's the only time Benfica's at it. That's when they're at their best. They don't have nobody. I just, you know, those clubs, they're smart. Maybe they listen to Benfica podcast. Give Benfica the ball <laughs> and just set your lines. But most of like, are like do the, that. It's like the war back in the days. They set the first guys with the with the picks, right? And then the other guy is with the arrows in the back and they had two different lines. That's just all you got to do. Yeah. Nobody, Benfica's not getting through that. It's just, I, I don't know. It just, and it just, the, the team going through the motions, when you look at this team and there's no, there's no urgency. Uh, the ball seems to be moving slow from side to side uh, with Verissim than it was with JJ. We always heard JJ yelling, now it's just like, I don't know. It's just the team going through the motions. You can't Maybe. get. Ex- I get nothing you know excites me about this team. Maybe they don't hear this guy from the sideline. That's good. He's too soft spoken. You think JJ was too hard, and they heard like the opposition even heard the tactics. These guys, they don't hear because you know that hurt their egos. So this guy speaks <laughs> slow because he doesn't want to hurt them. Speaks slow, and they don't they don't hear him. Yeah, but uh, it, it's just it's just amazing. I don't have the 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 stats on me, but it's not even worth revisiting. But I think. In the first half, Benfica had seventy-seven percent of the possession. Uh, I don't know how it finished, but it was it was an awful first Se- half. And, 74, 74 percent, and, and even finish. a worse second half. Um, that it, you look at this team and you're like, oh no, here we go again. 
What was more painful, tying Muririns or tying Sapping? Sapping, for sure. Sapping, for sure. Yeah. I would have taken a, a, a tie against Muririns any time of, of the day uh, rather than sapping. the Sapping. <laughs> <laughs> and look, there was uh, there was Antijogo, a lot of stoppage, a lot of burning time. Um, you know, I, I thought that the... Um, that the the own goal was uh, preceded by uh, an offside. That was offside. That wasn't that that's wasn't called. Sides. I don't want to cry that, about it, but that's that offside. And, and here's the and here's the thing. You can you can complain about all these things, right? The one Tijogo, the offside, the foul that that was called that was not supposed to be called. But when you don't play jack shit, you got. You got no leverage. You got no leverage to bring up these arguments because had you played at least 20% better or or half of what your capabilities are, you would have won this game. No problem. But the fact that you played like shit and then you have the balls to kind of excuse that, oh, you know, VAR. Yes, VAR should have called that and that should have never been a goal. But up until this point, you weren't really doing much to even be up in the scoreboard. Nothing, nothing at all. That's why, you know, guys that find these excuses, I get it, man, and they're valid. But when you don't play jack shit, all these excuses, all they sound like is a wah, 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 wah. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? <laughs> Number one bullshit guy. I don't know so if I you and uh, Timo spoke about it. You were saving uh, that? I was saving that one. For at the end of <laughs> no, my no, speech? For, for a little while later, but not now. Hey, Go ahead, Dave. I don't know if you and Timo spoke about it last week. I was dropped off here and there. But um, this is now the second week that our official Twitter account has posted uh, something about not getting the right calls. The and first I like week, that. I believe there was the... You like that? I'm going to go the opposite way. Dave, I like it, that, but it, here's it the thing. It looks childish. It looks childish. But here's the thing, right? I like that. But do to... it from the beginning of the season. Be consistent. No, I, I don't in. like that. No, because you know like why? It, it, looks, it makes us look it. childish. Porto does it. Sporting yeah, does it, it. And it makes them look childish, too. Yeah, but, uh, it, it, you know, it's you know everything my... that's wrong with Portuguese soccer right now. Dave, and we're just feeding into it. Dave, well, you know what my mom says? Que no shora no mama. That's exactly what she says. She never said that to me. Que no shora a minha mãe. That's never. A tua mãe se Que no shora no mama. But if you want, no mama no no. What is it? Que no shora no mama. Yeah. If you want to publicly show indignation in terms of things that happen that are are, are clearly. Uh, don't it, it Look, they're not fair they don't make sense from the beginning of the season start i agree with dave i actually agree with dave because no, I don't, it looks I don't it, think, it looks as, makes us look yes, so childish it makes and the so league poor. it makes the league looks childish right and in, in, in the united states and every other league the team comes out and complain they get fined big and it ain't no 300 euro fine it's a big time fine it makes the league look childish it makes the league look like you know it's it's played out it makes the league look like it's rigged it just it looks like a bunch of kids in a playground now I agree with you at the same point, which is if you're going to do it, do it from the beginning. Not when it's fourth and 58. You know what I mean? The Gi- hey, Look, they're still in the game. The Giants <laughs> are still in the game, right? They're still in it, but it's fourth and 58, bro. And they got Dak at quarterback. You know, the odds are they, things aren't going to work out fine. So you got to do it from the get, man. Uh, 
But at the same time, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. I think it makes the league the league look silly. It puts everything into question. It turns this rivalry, this bitter rivalry between fans among, you know, it's just it's just a whole shit show. But I mean, how many times have we seen the crying by Porto and Sporting? No, and now suddenly getting calls. But that's not what, what, what me and Dave are saying, that they shouldn't be allowed. The minute they come out and cry. Nobody should be fine. allowed. Exactly. That's what we're saying. But why shouldn't we do it since the other ones do it? Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that mentality. I don't like that. I thought we had some some higher values here with um with the club, and uh, I I don't like that. It's fine if you get Joe from the Casa posting it, and that's what Twitter's for for us us fans. But when you have the official club of uh the top club in Portugal doing it, just I don't like the the look and. Sure, the other clubs are doing it, but you would hope that we don't have to stoop to their level to uh, to get what we want. But uh, I don't, I don't like it, and it looks yeah. like that's what we're just going to keep doing now from the rest of the season. Yeah, but you see, uh, you go, you uh, <laughs> agrees with me. The corrupt club up north has won many games because of these complaints. But again, it does. That's but, not they, honestly. They, do you, you think Benfica is going to? Do you think anything's going to change though? Because Benfica now has an active Twitter presence. Do you it think will. we're going to get these calls, Dave? Sadly, it's too late. Sadly, it will, but it's too late. They should have done it from the beginning. But I am with you, Dave. No one should be allowed to do it. The minute they do, big time fine, because it makes the league look like a freaking joke. It makes the league look like the teams are running the league. It makes it look like when you cry, you get calls. For the us on the outside looking in. It's just a shit show. So I'm Dave. I am a hundred percent. No one should be allowed to do it. But since it does happen, since they are allowed to do it, right? And they don't get fined. They really don't get punished. And if they do, it's like JJ and and such sounds like eight months later they get a two game suspension <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and so since they do it, Benfica's got to do it from the get go. Not now when they're this part of the season. It just makes you look like you know a bunch of sour apples. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of crybabies. Yeah. Uh, Diogo Reis was was clamoring about Steven Vitoria's performance. Hey, hey, Diogo, when when you're under an an off, I don't know if you could if you say if he could say offensive assault, but when you're under constant attack to your box, and, 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 and you end up you, you end up uh, you end up defending everything and stopping the other team. Obviously, the defenders are going to look like superstars. So, but I'm not saying he had a bad game. He did well. I think he he did his he did his job. Uh, but I think that it's a lot easier to uh, stand out when you are playing defense and you're in the constant attack. Uh, because a central defender his only job is not defending. There's a lot more to it. But I'll give you that he had a good game. Yeah. Um, hey, I had somebody DM me that he should be still having feet and starting. Who is that, Neil? Can't can't confirm nor deny who it was. <laughs> yeah, I will say that that same person said to me, "The way to fix Benfica, make me president, coach, and number ten. And my response was, "That's sh- that's your dream, dude. I'm not sure we'd be the best team in the world, but I guarantee you wouldn't be as bad as things are right now." Are, are you messaging yourself off your own burner account? Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, shut up. Dude. <laughs> Kevin says that he played motivated. Obviously, I mean the players are always going to be motivated when you were playing a team that cut you. That thought you weren't any good. I get it. But look, look, first of all, Alfredo, you're playing against Benfica. That's enough motivation in itself. But then, as you said, when a team pretty much released you, there's that extra motivation. on top Absolutely. Of yep. 
So let's see. Own goal in the 61st, the 61st minute. Then in the 65th minute, one-one by Darwin, unassisted. Um, then not much else after that. Just I don't know. I, I, and I mentioned this last week. I hate when the team is just touching the ball in front of the box, trying to do one-twos to get through eight players in defense. Shoot the effing ball, man! Already. Look, you never know when it's going to hit somebody's leg it's and like it's hockey. going to go over the keeper. Just hockey. hit the ball, man. Hit the ball at the goal. Hockey, they shoot it low, hope it hits, hits a bunch of skates and goes in. Ricochets and suck my get. Sometimes you get a lucky bounce. Yeah. So, tie for Benfica in a game where we couldn't, low. couldn't afford to do... Um, couldn't afford to lose points, tie, lose, whatever. And um, we gave it up. We gave it up. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Sergio Jafost. We're going to draw up a Benfica podcast t-shirt in the front and the back. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I think that's going to be our <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Slogan. It is what it is, fellas. But Ismu is going to want some uh, royalties on that, though. I think he's got that uh, that phrase trademarked. Chris, you got um, the next uh, topics. Uh, Rui Costa interview or Boa Vista preview League Cup? Which uh, one are you going to pick? Boa Vista, Boa Vista. Let's go with the Boa Vista. Uh, Boa Vista League Cup. Benfica will play the semifinal game against Boa Vista in Lydia this upcoming Tuesday or a week from today as we record this. Um, probably the only co competition that Benfica still has uh, a chance in. What do you think the approach is going to be, Chris? I'm reading the comments. Say that again. I, I, I like the 40, 40 crosses puck. <laughs> These guys be bugging me up. That's Michael. Welcome, welcome, Michael. Timo, Valama Volta. Happy birthday. Poor, poor Michael's coming in midway here and uh, he's getting confused with how we're uh, we're handling the segments here. We already we already recapped the uh, Oruka yeah, game. Yeah, for off, you guys but, that are not, uh, we went we went totally different way for you guys that are joining us late. Uh, kind of like Benfica. We all expected a win and they changed things up on us. <laughs> so we decided to change things up. All right. So I'll, I'll repeat my question. I follow. Uh, being that the Tasa de Liga is the only realistic competition Benfica can win, what do, league, what, do you, what do you think the approach is going to be to this? I, 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 listen, you're asking me a question. Or do you think he's going to be saving players to play Aroca? No, wait. No, Aroca's Who, right is gonna Aroca's Who are Friday. they playing after Bovista, Dave? Look that up. It's some. some they have a week off. The they might have to. They might have to play. Uh, oh, no, no, no. They play. They play. They might have to play Sporting on the if weekend. They win. If they win, they have to get through Bovista. So the I, you asked me a question, but I asked you guys the question: Would Would you rather lose to Bovista or beat Bovista and risk the possibility of losing to Sporting in another final of a Tasa de Cerveja? That's the tricky question. I'd rather not lose to Sapinto. Period. But it's not Sapito. Sapito's not there. <laughs> Sapito's not there. Regardless, I, I, I don't want to lose to Sapinto. Oh, that's too late. We tied him. We got to wait for the... What is it? That was the second round yeah, already, that's right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good question, though. That's a good question. I'll Do save we you. save players to play Sporting? What's save? You got to get through Bovista. <laughs> you got to get... Yeah, there's no saving. We're not... We can't afford no, that, that Isn't that where you were going? Do we save players? No. I was, Do you rather just lose to Bovista? Say, you know what? Get oh, out of our... Spare of you. Or beat Bovista and then go lose to Sporting. Yeah, that's that's a tough I mean, call. I don't know any of the Freddies, anybody. I mean, is anyone really like positive or you know thinking that we're gonna beat Benfica? Confident? Anybody? I mean, Benfica. We can't beat Benfica. Sport. Um, Brunjil says, "Don't forget, we lose Darwin and Otamendi for our final four. I, I, I'm lost on that one. I don't know why. 
I don't think they're, ah, they're se o Bruno diz, Bruno, diz, diz, explica isso. Explica se o Bruno isso. diz, é porque o Bruno sabe, caralho. Well, how come uh, Darwin and Otamendi are not going to be available for the final four? You guys don't know? I just, no, I don't. Maybe something they said back in June and now they're getting suspended. Uh... Do you know Cristiano? Of course. Vai lá, diz lá. I don't want to say because then I'm going to make you guys look bad. <laughs> oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. There's a possibility. They're not. I, I still don't think they're going to be out, but we'll see what happens. Everybody's. Oh, trying. they will play national team. Yeah, but I don't think it's happening. There's a. There's. I mean, unless it's been confirmed and I missed it. Um. There's a possibility. I think Benfica will request that these guys, uh, you know, show up and play this all this all important game. For this. I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, the Uruguayan uh, national. Well, I think they might. I think they might. Is Argentina already uh, pretty much set on the qualifiers or no? Bro, in a team where there's 10 teams qualifying and nine of them make the World Cup, I mean, what the <laughs> hell? I mean, they're pretty much in. <laughs> they, could, they, could afford, they could afford that. They could afford losing a game. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good shout. I didn't I did not know that. I mean, it's not As official. you guys know me, I don't, I don't follow national competitions. No, but that's what I'm saying. Um, look. Think it is? Oh, okay. Think it is. They're still, I still, it's not official yet. They might still play. They might still play. Okay, we'll just, uh, we'll see. Um, Dave, what do, what do you think the approach is? Do we, do we throw the game against Boavista so we don't have, so we spare the embarrassment of Sporting, yeah, or do we go all in? We might understanding we that might this be, is our uh, saving the one trophy. We might be disrespecting Santa Clara. Sporting still got to get through Santa Clara first before making it to. Uh, the finals there, potential finals with us, but uh, no, we gotta. If this is our only legitimate uh, um, competition that we're in this year, we have to field our best uh, eleven and uh, hope for the best. Because uh, I don't want to go another season without winning the title, even if it's the uh, title of uh, the of Cerveja here. Yeah. Who's this? Who's this guy that just popped in uh, in the comments? I don't know. Saying some bullshit. I, I say we don't. We don't even. We don't even uh, yeah, give this guy the time of day. Yeah, yeah, but I wish I was on uh, on YouTube so I could kick him out. It's okay. You sure, Cristiano? It's okay. Can you kick him out? I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying it's just ignore. Him. It's not okay. I didn't say it's okay. I'm saying it's okay to ignore him. Just ignore him. It's okay to ignore him. I don't, I don't want anybody. Okay, could uh, you be? I don't know how to do this stuff on YouTube. I mean, yo, by the way, what did you hear? Okay, guys. Uh, put this user in timeout. Yeah, timeout. Dunsky. <laughs> That's it. Shata. You can look for everyone bullshitter. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. I've been saving that. I saved clip. it. I set you up for, for you to say that about Hugo and no. you hit the fucking hair horn. No, I've been saving that for a reason. Oh, okay. You guys keep messing up my mojo. Yeah. Um I gotta get my own little box with the sound with the sound effects. <laughs> so we'll see what happens uh, on Tuesday, 730 in Lady. Uh Benfica will play uh Boa Vista. Um because Benfica is playing on Tuesday, we will come on Wednesday. Or or not? We're coming. We're we're doing podcast on Wednesday. It's coming home. It's it's coming home. Um, let's see. Um, last topic. 
Rui Costa interview. Last time. Oh, it's the only one? Never mind. I thought we were going to pick and choose again. This time. <laughs> Number one bullshit guy. <laughs> I've been saving this thing. You guys keep blowing it up. Um. Yeah. So, Befica. Uh, all right. I know that. I, I know that. My mug, my Benfica Pendente. Let's talk about this. You know, the Benfica Pendente. Yeah. Mug. It's a beautiful mug. I read talk. These are things that are interesting. Benfica Pendente is a nice, beautiful mug. It's the merda Kai. I know. I Kai part. You mean? Oh, yeah. Coisas bonitas. Posso falar de coisas lindas, pá. Yeah, it's a very nice mug. Yeah. And uh, if you're a Benfica Independent uh, Patreon, uh, and you've signed up for the higher tier, which I think is five bucks. You get one of these babies. It's actually more than five bucks. Five euros, which is like thirty-three dollars. <laughs> Canadian <It's>, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get one of those babies if you uh, are in the five uh, five dollar uh, tier. As you can see, I, I'm a subscriber. Therefore, yeah, you are. I get a t- I get a I get a mug. <laughs> um. Okay. Here we go. I do, I do. Chico Marcelino, Rui, Rui Felipe Vieira interview was hilarious. And it's funny, it's funny that you say that because uh, you know, I was talking about the the upcoming interview with Timo and I said Rui Vieira. And uh, it was a slip, but obviously, yeah. Who's Timo, who's that? I don't know, birthday boy. Um anyway, um Rui Costa inter- interview three months as uh, after he was was voted. Uh he hit he hit on a couple of topics, but look, I I'll give you I'll give you some brief statements, but I'm I'm gonna say that this uh, this all felt a little bit like like a Vieira interview. Uh, if you took one guy and you put the other one, the same things would have been said. Uh, oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. <laughs> you were saving that. There it is. <laughs> um, no, uh, and you know it. It, it just. It felt like a whole lot of nothing. And I had mentioned uh, on last week's podcast that a few things that I was looking for. Uh, num- number one was, you know, a, a clear um, a clear plan for what the what the rest of the season was. Uh, number two was uh, to take a definite position in terms of all this whole what this whole investigation um, is 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 going on. Uh, and obviously, we know that uh, Benfica's official position has been to remain a neutral, even though there was a lot of things going on. And there's a lot of proof that uh, the president was uh, hurting the club. Obviously, uh, Rui Costa says, for the good of Benfica, I hope that nobody is convicted. Uh, and that's what he had to say. But I'll go, I'll go through it. Uh, Cartão Vermelho, which is... Um, which was the, the investigation that we were just talking about. Um, he, he says that uh, it's a it's a, an exaggerated media coverage and media is even talking about wiretaps that have nothing to do uh, with the investigation. Um, and then invoking his, his past uh, as, as a player, as a Benfiquista, uh, saying that as a Benfiquista, I would never um, steal from the club. Incapaz de lizar was, was one of the the phrases that he used uh, that he would be incapable of of um, of, of hurting the club. Uh, then he was asked about the paper that he signed that was out on the internet, and he said, "I, I sign it like any other administrator." But apparently, he didn't know what he was signing, and the paper that he was signing was had a, a huge, not huge, but had a sizable amount of of money. 
So if you're signing something, wouldn't you question it? Especially because you're going to be on a hook because you signed it. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you question it? Um, he also spoke about the the audit uh, that he had, the the, the forensic uh, financial audit that he promised the fans will be ready in October. Uh, it's not ready in October because uh, all they really did is they um, they analyzed uh, the three contracts that they had access to and found no irregularities with with the contracts. Uh, so they decided to extend the investigation to now cover the 55 other contracts that the public ministry is uh, investigating. Right. Um, why hasn't Benfica considered themselves um, assistance in the process? He said, because the three contracts that we investigated, we found nothing wrong. And we felt that Benfica didn't have to have a position of an assistant to the case. And the way I look at this is like, yeah, there's probably nothing wrong with the contract in terms of the, the, the terms of the contract. It's it's four million euros for this this player, and there's a commission that goes here. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with everything that was in the contract, and now it was done in terms of Benfica the club. Now the fact that we were overpaying uh, commissions or overpaying for a player that then generated these commissions that ended up with these agents that then found a way to siphon the money to Luis Felipe Vieira. That's the illegal part of it. But what Request is talking about is the contracts. He saw no irregularities, even though that he was overpaying for, for, for players, right? It's like that case of uh, Cristiano is going to... Um, Uh, have, don't throw my name. No, no, but I vote on Zippo. And I use they Cristiano uh, wants to pull up he wants to put up a pool in his backyard. And he knows more or less it's gonna cost him underground or above ground? Above ground. A let's lot let's of go money. let's go you know, above ground. Five thousand bills to put an above ground pool, right? You know that's more or less. Am I getting commission? The guy shows up. Listen, the guy shows up and he says, I'm gonna put a pool, okay. I'm going to charge you I'm going to charge you 7000 7000 euros. And Christian said, "Okay." So the guy that sold you the pool really the cost is 5000, but those other 2000 he's going to give to somebody else. The guy that gave you his name to come over here and do the pool, for example, the guy that recommended him to you. See? Right? So you understanding that a player's value is X. So the guy that's doing my pool overcharged me by two thousand. Okay, but do I know that he overcharged okay, me? Okay, pare, pare. Tony is your friend. Tony, Tony. Oh, Tony. You tell Tony, Tony. I want I to. Know. I want to put a pool in my backyard. Okay. And Tony goes, Hey, I know this guy. He's. A, you could trust the guy. O gajo é português e não sei quê. Faz bom trabalho. Blah 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 blah. O gajo vem aí e diz, meu senhor. Um, esta piscina vai custar $7,000. This pool is going to cost you this much. $7,000. You knew more or less what the pool cost was would be around. Sim. But you accepted the $7,000. You pay $7,000. The guy takes $2,000 and goes and gives to your friend Tony for, for him recommending you. Sim. So you actually gave money to Tony. Sim. Right. So, Not really, mas sim. 
indirectly. Se não pagasse ao outro, ele não tinha. Pois. pois. But that's really what's going on. There's nothing illegal about the transaction that you had with the pool guy. The only thing I'll say is this, man. Because you're coming up with too many Tonys and pools confusing the hell out of me. <laughs> the thing is não this. Não preciso muito. No, the th pois é, para mim também não preciso muito. The thing is this. But you have to remember that there's always loopholes that we could play dumb, right? In a whole lot of things. That's all. Yeah, uh, look, there was players' prices being inflated, right? And that inflation would eventually siphon to Luis Felipe, right? So Luis Felipe would accept a, a selling price for a player, understanding that in the back, you would get a kickback from the sell, right? It's like there ain't no like. There, that's the problem. That's that, that's the problem. I'm trying there, to, to there dumb it no down, like. but everybody gets it. There ain't no like. He's the president of sport. These will be Fiki shouldn't. Whatever. There's no kickbacks. So End the story. Yeah. So now the forensic audit, regardless, the forensic audit seems to be only looking at these deals. Never mind uh, the inflated internet services that you or IT consulting that you paid for that nobody knows what it was for. Never mind Domingo Schwaz Oliveira paying for his daughter's wedding uh, with, with Benfica money, regardless of whether he gave it back or not. All these things that need to be analyzed, every single penny that needs to be audited um, by this auditing firm, which, by the way, uh, has connections to a previous job where Domingo Suarez Oliveira was a CEO or was a CFO, um, they haven't gone that deep. They have only analyzing these contracts. Now, look, I, look, I'll say this much, man. I don't even want to talk about this, but I'll say this. It, it, it is totally plausible, right, that regards to signing a contract, thinking things are on the up and up. I, As you mentioned, the whole pool stuff, I can't dictate. I can't control what you do with that money once I pay you for the services. Yeah, but you're being, you're being ripped off. You're being ripped off. Yeah, that's fine. That that's fine. But again, there's always a fool born every day, right? There's there's a fool every day, and so some people. So in essence, who is a fool? I'm not saying he's a fool because he shouldn't be a fool. See, me, you, I could be a fool by you coming to my house and and overcharging me for a pool because I. No, I'm not a guy that's in the business of construction. I don't know what they really go for. So if you tell me, look, you're in the top of the line and you're really selling me the the rasha, the, the the bottom of the barrel, it is what it is. I got I got caught. I was fooled. I got scooped. It is what it is. Now, in their field, they they should be very well aware of who they're making business with, who they're dealing with, you know. But at the same time, I could totally understand him saying, "Look, I signed a contract, uh, signed off on a contract with buying a player, selling a player, whatever the case may be." And then the, on the other side, the, the, the other party decided to go ahead and, you know, bamboozle this money. I can't control that. So, I mean, I could see that. It's very reasonable. I don't think it's I don't think it's one of those, you know, out of the ordinary excuses. Right. It's it's very reasonable. Now, you like to think that they do their due diligence. You like to think that they do their homework. And, you know. They're able to 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 go through and, and realize who's what and whatnot, but you can't kill yeah. recourse on that one. There's a lot of things you can still get on the guy and criticize him for, but that's what if they he's if he's signing for happen. something, he has to um yes, he, he's gotta read it. He's gotta be responsible. Today yeah, a wiretap came out uh about the Darwin deal. I don't know if you read that in the paper or not, Chris, but a wiretap between Vieira and Rui Costa 
uh, about uh, Paul Gonçalves and now Paul Gonçalves intermediated the the deal. Darwin, you got ten million. You got ten million in commissions. And and Rui Costa apparently, you know, showed some indignation or questioned it. And Luis Fuviera said, "Oh, don't even don't even call uh, Paul Gonçalves. Don't don't bother calling him on the phone." Um, but anyway, okay, that's a positive. Thanks, uh, right. thanks to uh, to uh, Michael Gonçalves from Continue Benfica for correcting me. He wasn't a CFO; he was the country manager, and the company was acquired, and the audit side was dissolved. Yes, uh, the audit side was dissolved. But do you think that the people that went to work for Ernst Young didn't have connections to Domingo Suarez Oliveira because at some point they worked for him? Um, but anyway. Benfica as a club, though, is is the is the victim here. Rather, is that correct? Right. Either way, Benfica is the yeah. victim because they they were overcharged commission, or if there's correct. funds that are leaving the club, it, Benfica is the victim. They're not the yeah. They're not guilty. As, no, uh, Benfica is Benfica is not guilty. The only person that's being brought up and accused on charges is Luis Liviera and the other uh, agents. But um, if this was done with the knowledge of other guys that signed the paper, uh, then they could be they could be blamed also. But the thing is that understanding that Benfica, what the money was being siphoned out of Benfica, how does Benfica not consider themselves an assistant to the case? That's that's what baffles me. But anyway, let's let's move on because uh, I hate talking about that shit. Um, he addressed the the whole JJ situation. He recounting he recounted the events that happened that happened after the Porto game, right? So um, Ricardo was spot on in terms of describing what had happened, uh, and then he said that on Monday or Tuesday, uh, JJ um, had said that PT you're not playing um, anymore, and the players took PT side. Uh, and JJ at that time, he, he, he met with Rukarsa shortly thereafter, and he felt that he didn't have the conditions to move on because now you got an uh, you got an uprising and you got the players that are against the coach. What does Rukarsa do? He takes the play. He takes the player side. He takes the player side as a leader of a club. And if your intent is to remain with George Zouche, you put those players in their place. They're professionals. We pay you very a lot of money. Very a lot of money. Very a lot of money. We pay you a lot of money for you to 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 play a sport that you like. So do as you're told. So he says that JJ was not fired by the players. I think JJ was fired by the players. The players well, how can you how can you say that you stand by the players and then go on and fire? Well, yeah, because JJ left because there was no more connection between him and the players. He felt that at that point he had lost the locker room when the players in front of Rui Costa took Pizzi's side and, and Rui Costa allowed it. So he's saying JJ quit. It's He's not saying that JJ was fired. He's saying JJ quit. Both him and JJ came to an agreement that JJ didn't, now that he's lost the locker room, he didn't have the conditions to continue. Okay. That's how he explained it. But he said that the the players weren't fi- fired by Hukosta. I mean, the, the players weren't fired. Oh, JJ wasn't fired by the players. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to read comments and, and sure. speak at the same time. Um, in regards to the to the Flamengo um, 
incident. Uh, and, and here's is another thing. He said, Rui said that he authorized JJ to meet with Flamengo so that JJ could tell him that he's no longer interested so all the speculation would stop. That was the reason why go talk to the guy, go have oh, a meeting. See this guy? See this guy? <laughs> no, bullshit guy. <laughs> so that was the reason why he said that I allowed JJ to go meet with the Flamingo guy because he needed to take uh, he needed to assume a position in, in front of the president face-to-face -face, saying that I'm not interested. The phone, so, the phone, because the, well, the phone was down. The text messaging service was no, down. No, because, because Rui Costa claims that JJ's phone was blowing up with the Flamingo guys, that it would not stop. So That's like if you have like a girlfriend and her ex-boyfriend is, is telling her to come over, come over. Okay, you go over. But just to say, don't do anything. Just to tell him you're not interested. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with this, yeah. this club yeah. here? Yeah. So in uh, in the year 2022, uh, with phones and texts and and whatever, you can't send a message to the guy. Camera phones. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, he could have Facetimed them. Oi. Ai, beleza, cara. Vai, vai tomar no cu, okay? Follow. Um, you also said that the that the hug with JJ in the press conference was a demonstration of a peaceful exit. Uh, which I doubt or probably JJ will never return to Mifika ever again. I I don't know about peaceful exit. There was not a peaceful exit. Um, in terms of Verissim, uh, he says that uh, he's, a, he's a house guy, knows the squad, and he's ideal to turn this around. Those were his words. Um, and, uh, you know, let me see what. Uh, why wait until the end of the season? Uh, why wait till the end of the season? And uh, he said that we're, we're being cautious. We're being cautious. That, that was the word. Uh, he used couch. The word in Portuguese was couch. Couchio? And, couch. and I got to be honest with you. I, I I came here when I was 15, and I thought I had heard every single Portuguese word, and I had never heard of the word couch. And I actually had to look it up. Like couch? Couch. Like cautious, but without the I and the U. Couch. Couch. He's giving a hint on uh, where he's going to hire his next manager. EOS. Eu, eu dizia muito couch quando, uma, quando a minha mãe me dava cabaçoira. Couch, 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 mas era só, mais nada. Couch, nunca ouvi falar dessa merda. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, he said that the future will be a mix of formation and experienced players. Uh, immediately, he'd like to reduce the size of the squad, likes a short, uh, because one of the objectives of the squad is to allow um, for bringing up players from within and create space for promotion. Um, what else? Uh, and then did he use the famous line? What's the famous line? Nós estamos dez anos à frente. No, no, did not use that. Oh, okay, so that's good. All did right. not use that, but he did say that there was going to be some stadium improvements. I know that uh, that makes Hugo happy. Uh, LED lights, bigger screen, renewed renewed chairs, wow. sound system, all being done by the uh, by the end of 2020. You have to understand that that is a very calculated on their part because they have to make sure everything in the stadium is tip top, right? Very best, so they could, so we the fans could, you know, entertain ourselves because what's going on on the field is not very entertaining. So, uh, so smart thinking by him. Yeah, people to come out. 
Maybe so, maybe get a recliner. You know what I mean? And you get to sit back. What do you think, Dave? It could be. Hey, if if uh, the pit if the uh, product on the field isn't yeah. working, at least make the uh, <laughs> at the least make it comfortable, right? Exactly. So yeah. smart, smart thinking by him. Um, and after three months, he he said that in these past three months, he's he's gotten to know the the club better, especially in areas where he wasn't involved before. Boy, he's been there since <laughs> nine years old. <laughs> Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. Yeah. So you know the the and then at the end he comes out with uh, that Benfica is 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 has plans to create this Cidade do Benfica, which is a complex that would house um, current Seychelles, uh, modalidades, uh, uh, uh a training center or a high competition training center for, for, you know, at other athletes. Uh, and this would, is something that Bifika is looking at. So instead of giving the fans really what the plan is for, for this team, the plan is to put up another, some more infrastructures. Look, uh, an interview with, with very little substance that, like I, uh, as I mentioned, you could have uh, put uh, Luis Fierre out there and it was the same guy. Uh, the interview itself, it's funny because some people say that it was unscripted, but he mentioned certain things in the beginning in the interview and he said, um, no, we're going to talk about that future uh, uh, down the line. So he already knew what look. the subject was going to be or what they were going to touch up on. In his defense, he's only been there three months. You know what I mean? He hasn't had any time to change the toilet paper yet. <laughs> Guy's only been there a few months. So he gotta get, the exactly. He's got to get his own people in there and make his own laws and, and regulations. And hopefully, uh, you know, he gets to change this Benfica around because uh, things aren't pretty right now. So, I mean, look, I, I, of people uh, voted for him, Dave. You got to give him some type of time. I um, heard him tech, uh, mention Texter. Was there anything of substance to that, or no? He, he said uh, that um, the conversations with uh, with Texter are ongoing and being analyzed to see if it's good for the club. But here's the question: I think, look, first of all, I think we should get Texter on here on a podcast. All jokes aside, because do, do any of us, does anybody really know what it is that Texter is bringing to the club? What he wants to do, what he, what is it that he's bringing to the club that we must have? Yeah, besides, no. besides, you know, ching 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 money. Chris, get get on the horn, man. Let's get Texter on the podcast. Okay, we'll get him on the podcast. Um. Anyway, so so nothing. He started with the with the hardest uh, subject, and then he just uh, he worked through his uh, the easiest subjects. So I don't know. What'd you think? Dig Italy. All right, fala Ixten. I'm ready to go to sleep. Chris was supposed to be done at 10 o'clock today. Yeah, I didn't even want to do the podcast. Um, I don't know, Dave. Look, I, I think there's a lot to chew on there. Um, obviously, you can, depends on which side you sit in, you could be very critical, you could be very supportive. Um, we're not content with the way things are going at Benfica right now. Obviously, at the end of the day, the thing that's most important to any of us um, here on the podcast, and I'm pretty sure all the Freddies. Um, checking this out. Um, what are the results on the football pitch? Not the results on the on the basketball court, on the roller hockey and the volley. It's it's on the actual football mm. pitch. That's what we care about. Um, and I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because obviously it's a lot easier to to pile on. And, and I can see everybody's pretty much dumping on the guy. But 
He just got there three months ago. He won this vote with 80 80 plus percent of fan support. Got to give the guy a little bit of time, and hopefully he's able to turn things around, and we could uh, sit here and talk about the magical. You know, the magical. Are you being serious? Are you just being? You know me. I'm trying to be different. Are you trying to be different? Yeah, you know me. I like to be different. Um, yeah. So, not a, not a. And here's the thing. I was telling Timo. Being killed positive. I was. I was. Yeah. Um, I just um, I I just think that you you missed a, a good opportunity to earn some points, and I think he just buried himself a little bit more because it was more of the same. It was more of the same Vierism, uh that we have seen all these years. It was like, you know, the, the, some of the faces change, but um, the Vierism continues. So, I don't know, man. You know, Cristiano and I said that after he was elected president, we were just going to support. Uh, but, it, I mean, it we're headed in, in a path where we really don't see any improvement. And I know that it's only been, well, it's been more than three months, right? Because he was he was October. appointed. No, so October, you, November, November, December, December, yes, three months. No, but bef- he was the president before that. He was the yeah, interim before president before that. He was the stand-in. You know what I mean? Stand-in. Yeah, stand-in. Didn't have any say. He was like the substitute teacher. He was there trying to reinforce the rules and regulations. He wasn't signing period. any papers. Yeah, no, well, he was, but he wasn't reading the fine print. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. I don't know what, what you guys thought, but it just really offered nothing. I And I thought he missed a really good opportunity to speak to the fans, to tell the fans about what, what the plan is for Benfica. Um, and I thought that the timing to announce the Cidade de Benfica, I thought there was, you know, in a time where the, your, your club is in a crisis, where your club is being, or people that were connected to the club makes sense, though. were investigated. You know, we went from practice facility to a hospital to a bridge to an airport that they're, I think, trying to build. Now you need a city to go along with. Pretty f- then after that is the fire department, police department. You need to build a whole city. No, they no, no, don't forget the, the barber and, uh, exactly. and the liquor store. Yo, the liquor store. No, we need a church, too. We oh, have. Yeah. We already church have a church. Is, church is tax, tax, tax deductible. We already have a church, Steve. <laughs> At uh, Seychelles? Um no, the lose, man. The yeah, I think there, there's a there's a church somewhere, uh, and I think there was, um, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe Chico Marcelino can can correct me, uh, Margarita Pietro, which was Manel Damasio's um, wife, she was the one that uh, created the church, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Chico, can you confirm? Or any of you guys in uh, confirm on next week's pod, but this is going too long. And <laughs> <laughs> it said 35, 40, 40 minutes the most. It's one an hour and twenty seven minutes. Uh, anyway, geez. let's uh, let's it's wrap it up. That long? An hour and four, an hour and twenty seven minutes. Let's wrap it up. Next week we'll be back. Uh, I'm not sure yet whether it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how we feel, or we might not come back at all. No, that would be best. We'll be back. Chico <laughs> uh, Marcelino says that's way too deep for me. The before uh, Manuel de Manzio. Chris Stakonson, Michael Gonçalves. Yeah, he's 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 still on on a different time zone. Dirty jersey. And in a zone. different universe, a different universe. He's um, in that alternate positive universe of uh, of his. Yeah. All right, everybody. Este é uma...
eu estou com um estatuto hoje, um... como é que era? Estou, estou, como é que é? Qual era a palavra, pá? Cauto. Estou com um cauto que tu não imaginas, pá. <risos> And uh, congratulations to, uh, to uh, Peter for uh, hosting the Benfica FM podcast this week. Peter, my man, Jack of all trades, all those guys, phenomenal guys. By the way, right here, Benfica FM t-shirt, if you like it, subscribe, order it. Picado got, did a great job with this. The Swex. You got the connector. I've been telling Alfredo we got to do something here for Benfica podcast. That's some show. But some, some um, yeah. Th this month we will uh we will celebrate our 10th year this month, later on this month. So anyway, guys, uh thank you so much for joining us. All, all the Freddies in the chat, very active. Um thanks for taking the time and, and keeping us company for sure. Um And much like you, we're, we're, we're suffering. We really are. Uh, and, it, and it hurts. It hurts to... Um, it hurts to come to... It, it hurts to support, to support a team uh, like this. And um, this is not the Benfica that I grew up watching. Um, this is not the Benfica that got me excited on game days to uh, watch the game and watch the, the team play. I just can't identify with this team right now. And I'm sure a lot of you uh, can't either. Yeah, if we don't come on here next week, it's Tuesday or Wednesday, just go listen to a podcast two years ago. We were saying all this. <laughs> it's been um, it's been rough, man. What's uh, worse, I'm not gonna watching say. the games or actually having to come do the podcast afterwards? Uh, tying Sapinto is probably the worst. That was bad. That's pretty bad. But you better be careful because No, it's just you know it, it's been it's been hard and and I know that. Everyone is is suffering, and everyone is hoping that we could turn this around. I just don't see uh, any end in sight. Um, <laughs> do we have uh, like sentimental music, like some piano and shit? No, he's met All right, everybody, thanks for checking us out. Uh, we will uh, see you next uh, week. Take care, everyone. Então, mete esse pá. Espera, estou a dormir, mas tens que me Thank you.